You're listening to Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney from the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. We're back. We're joined by Dr. Harold Rhodes. He is an extraordinary, longtime public servant, having worked for decades in the Department of Defense, uh, where he really served as the duty expert on Iran for a succession of secretaries of defense and other senior officials. I had the privilege of uh, working with him there and also in the years since and have admired greatly his scholarship as well as his practical, commonsensical view of the nature of the region and the dangers particularly posed to us by the regime that has misruled Iran for some 41 years. He is the author, among other things, of Modern Islamic Warfare, An Ancient Doctrine Marches On, a publication of, I'm proud to say, the Center for Security Policy Press. Dr. Rhodes, it's good to have you back. Welcome, sir. Frank, it's great to hear your voice, and it was a pleasure working with you as well. Thank you. Uh, Harold, I want to, yes, indeed, back when men were men, as they say, I want to talk to you about the Biden administration's policies towards uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran. Um, Again, you have a wealth of experience over successive Republican and Democratic administrations with this country and how it responds to the various uh, policy approaches that have been taken by Washington throughout those years. Um, The preoccupation of this administration, it seems fair to say, is to um, emphasize diplomacy and return to the so-called Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. Give us a description, if you would, of where you think this effort stands and what it's likely to produce. I think the administration is desperate under any uh, uh, circumstances to reach an agreement with Iran. And anything that happens, it will say, oh, my God, if we don't do something now, the hardliners are going to take over and it's going to get infinitely worse. Well, there's only one problem here. Even in many of the previous administrations, and certainly among the people who surround Biden, they... It is, you know, they don't realize if you want to understand who you're dealing with, it is essential that you look at and analyze their culture because that's how they're perceiving things and that's how they're reacting. And the Iranian cultural lens is very different from ours. We, for example, when you're talking with somebody, we believe in goodwill. We believe in confidence building measures. They don't. They will take anything, pocket whatever concession it is that we may call magnanimous or goodwill, and they will then start negotiating from them, from there. Uh, and the, the other thing is when, you know, when the, the Iranians in this case, they speak the holy language, that's English. And anybody who speaks, the, speaks English or has been educated in the United States, we believe has been imbibed or has imbibed American culture and values. And nothing in this case could be further than the truth. The people who ran the Iranian Revolution were were mostly uh, American-educated and some French PhDs. The two, two of the most important people now that uh, that we've been negotiating with is Zarif, uh, the Iranian foreign minister, who has even admitted he has no power. But we don't care. He'll sign an agreement that we like. And, oh, my God, they'll hold this. we'll hold them to a written agreement. Well, they don't believe in written agreements. It means nothing to them. And the head of their atomic energy agency, 
is an MIT educated um, PhD in nuclear uh, uh, engineering. Why do we educate these people? We, this is absurd. And this has been a problem in both Republican and Democratic administrations as well. But it's much worse now. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me ask you about this business about the hardliners coming to power. Um, is there any reason to believe there actually is a significant difference between the so-called hardliners, um, you know, notably, but not exclusively, the Grand Ayatollah Khamenei and his immediate cohort, and the Rouhanis and the Zarifs and the others. Uh, even if they have no power, is there a suggestion that they actually are moderate in any meaningful sense of that word? The word moderate is a Western word. I think, oh, well, we can deal with them. They look at us in the face, they smile. They speak our language. This is garbage. The only thing moderate, the only differences they have is how they are going to uh, uh, succeed at bamboozling us, at eventually destroying America and, say, and destroying the entire West. And that's really the key point. The, they, all, they all have that, that shared aspiration. It's a difference of tactics, perhaps, and and the and the synergy between the two is is clear, as you say. The the uh, the revelations from this uh, seeming disclosure of some kind of uh, interview that Zarif had uh, made plain the limitations on his power, but the degree to which he is with the program, and and that brings me to the question, Harold, of what is likely. If the administration has its way, the Biden-Harris administration, if it is uh, successful in removing most, if not all, of the sanctions on Iran, if it is uh, successful in, in sort of empowering the Iranians with uh, concessions of other kinds on the Houthis and Yemen and uh, their you know, sort of conduct more generally, what do you anticipate will be the response, the culturally driven response by the Iranian regime to such behavior on the part of the United States government? The Iranians see our behavior as weakness. And in the Middle East, you don't pity someone who's weak. You pounce, you hit them, you destroy them. It'll make a lot of the, our people who are, with, I'm going to now say allies in quotes, they want to be our allies. They got to run for the hills and look for other alternatives, because if they can't trust us, if we are selling them down the road, which is exactly how they see it, this is the Saudis, the Gulfies, uh, to some extent also Israel, which I think could take care of itself. But America, by being what we call magnanimous or giving in, is showing weakness. And when that happens, and every time that happens, they pounce. Let me give you. An amazing, I think, example. When the Obama and 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 uh, uh, then Secretary of State Kerry were negotiating this agreement, two things: the more we were giving in, you began to see cartoons in Iranian newspapers, which, let's say, emphasized Obama's uh, uh, black features. Iranian culture looks down on blacks. That's number one, and number two. When at the time when Sec when Kerry uh, broke his leg and was running was was walking around with crutches, all these that is a sign again of of, of inferiority, 
And so the Iranians were publishing just at the time we were giving in on those concessions. The Iranians were publishing cartoons of Carrie on crutches. So the more we gave in, the more they hit us. When will we learn? Amen. So it, let, let me bring this to a, a fine point with you, if I may, Harold Roden. Obviously, this is crystal ball gazing, but knowing what you do of the Iranians, knowing what you do of their culture as well as more broadly the culture of the Middle East, the, the correlation of forces that they're seeing um, in a weak, irresolute, if not appeasing U.S. government uh, and the, the fault lines that are now being exposed with respect to a number of our friends and, and allies in that region. Do you anticipate that the upshot of this is not only going to be a an intensified effort on the part of the Iranians to obtain the nuclear weapons that they've long sought, point one, and point two, that they will be inclined to engage in conflict or at least behave in a passion that is going to prompt our worried allies, notably Israel, to take preemptive action because they see this existential threat really metastasizing before their eyes in a manner that's unacceptable. Will we, in short, see war coming out of all of this? Uh, um, let's call your question a rhetorical question. Let's just look at what happened since the Biden administration came into power. The amount of violence of, uh, that the Iranians are provoking all over the place uh, is, is huge. You see much more activity by the Israelis in Syria and I assume in other places. From my discussions with all sorts of people in the Persian Gulf, uh, on the Arab side, uh, it's, uh, they're much more concerned and they're, let's say their ties with the Israelis are very deeply, they're strengthening. Yesterday, the head of the Israeli Mossad, the CIA, uh, flew to Bahrain to discuss uh, Iran. I don't know anything else. This is from the Bahraini newspapers. The fact that it's in their newspapers says something. Uh, that they, it, it's, Everybody is trying to say, we have, we've got to protect ourselves because America is leading us to a war. And this, it's terrible. I hate what I'm saying. I wish it weren't true. But that's the reality when you look at it from a Middle Eastern point of view. Yeah, we both hope that it will not prove to be true, not least because Harold, is, as you know so well, as a man who has uh, really spent his life studying and analyzing and making uh, assessments for senior policymakers in our government about this region, this war, unlike many that we have seen in the past, might not be susceptible to containment in the region where it would be horrific enough. But uh, it may well be, especially with the aspirations of the Iranian regime to bring death not only to the little Satan, Israel, but to the great Satan, the United States. Um, and it may well have the capabilities to do enormous damage here as well. Harold Road, we thank you for your time today as you're, yeah, you would appreciate your visit always, and hope that you will come back to us again very soon. In the meantime, thanks for the great work you do, among other places, these days at the Gatestone Institute, where you are a distinguished senior fellow. Keep it up, my friend. Come back to us again very soon. Next up, we will speak with Dr. Harold Rode about the coming prospect of war with Iran, another flashpoint in the war for the free world, right after this. 